and welcome to Cookie Pocket, an attempt at a podcast, episode 10. Today, I am finally out of hosting jail. I've (laughs) served my time from my Star Wars marathon, and today we will be discussing Sergio, a uh, historical drama directed by Greg Barker, starring Wagner Mora as Sergio Vieira de Mello and Ana de Armas as Carolina Lariera. Now, uh, this was kind of a an odd pick for me. Um, for for anyone that's watched our intro episode and has any idea of my sensitivities, I'm often more of the uh, Star Wars blockbuster Disney <laughs> garbage can stuff, as Zach would call it. So, well, <laughs> I, I wanted a, a bit of a, a change of pace, and um, also wanted to try doing a film that none of us had seen before. So um, I knew Anna Dermas from Knives Out and um, I, this, the film sounded interesting to me. And here we are now. Um, I'm going to start our discussion uh, the same way we seem to always start our discussion with uh, general impressions and our, our ratings out of five. And I'll invite either of you to start. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say that this is not a movie I particularly enjoyed. Um, I liked bits of it, but I think I, I largely agree with uh, Mitchell's review that he wrote. I, I think this is this is a movie that doesn't quite know what it wants to be. There are bits of this where they use a lot of news footage and a lot of interviews, and it feels like it would almost rather be a documentary. And then there are other bits where it feels like it's trying to be a straight Sergio biopic. And then there are other bits where it feels like it's trying to be a historical drama specifically about the bombing that they depict in this film that killed Sergio. And I think Mm -hmm. they don't. And then there are other bits that feels like it's meant to just be a historical romance about Sergio and uh, Ana de Armas's character that he met like later in his life and formed a romance with. But Mm -hmm. I don't think any of those concepts, although there, there are good scenes that would fit into each of those different kinds of plots. I don't think any of those four plots are built up or developed enough to kind of take over and be ah this is what this movie is so i think in the end though there are good scenes you can watch in isolation it ends up feeling like kind of a pseudo inspirational documentary mess uh and i also (laughs) feel like it's a little too long Uh, i watched this movie twice and both times it's kind of started to lose me in the middle um Mm -hmm. so not a movie i was entirely impressed with but i can appreciate what it seemed to be going for at different places in the movie. And I gave it a two out of five. Okay. Mitchell. Yeah. I completely, completely agree with everything Zach said, especially because he started off by saying, I mostly agree with what Mitchell said. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, circular reasoning. Um, But I think one of the problems that it really suffers from is that it really embraces that final slash beginning slash middle slash beginning of the second act end of second act scene where uh sergio is dying slash is dead Mm -hmm. and Mm um you know usually that that's a very artificial end of a character arc obviously at least in a realistic movie it is um but i i think that kind of loses that really hurts the momentum um a lot of the thrill that you feel with sergio doing this and that and then you see him in this life-threatening situation it's kind of heavily foreshadowing that he's not going to survive yeah um Mm -hmm. You can kind of pick that apart, but I think a lot of this movie, if you really enjoy the the themes, 
of it and you don't really think about it very much then you know if, and you don't take <laughs> yeah. its constant invitations to please think about it a lot then you don't really mm -hmm. think about how shallow it is because mm -hmm. a lot of the themes that it has are very shallow shallowly is that a word very very yeah, like, sure. thinly portrayed um and that i mean I, i'm not saying it's it, it, it really is i, I don't want to say oh it's not really a bad thing it is a bad thing but um <laughs> if it's trying if it's trying to like take all these different uh thematic elements and mesh them together um i don't think it really was doing that very well at all um but like yeah. zach had said there's a lot of scenes that are really interesting and intriguing um like the 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 romantic uh parts of it i i did not mind i didn't think it was like the, I didn't think the pacing was that bad. Um, I didn't really feel, I felt like, you know, that the acting was good enough. I really felt like they were um, having a connection and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, the historical aspects we'll talk about later um, are, are all right, I guess. But um, everything's kind of relatively mediocre. And so you pretty much mesh it together. And then by the end of the movie, when he's dying, you're like, how, how can you possibly feel anything at this point? We've seen the same scene like six or seven times. And yeah. now he's like passed away. Like, was I supposed to be emotionally held on the entire time? Like there was no breathing room at all or, you know, it's, it's just kind of leaves me a little bit confused, but like Zach had said, there's a lot of elements that you can definitely appreciate. And a lot of scenes that were uh, very um, intriguing, I guess. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Mitchell, you mentioned the, the shallowness throughout. I, I kind of agree that this doesn't really go all that deep into the, the premise or the idea necessarily. Uh, but that really surprised me, because before watching the movie, I looked up uh, Greg Barker, the director's previous work, and it looks like he's primarily a, a documentary filmmaker. Hmm. Uh, hmm. And his previous documentaries have been well-received. He actually made a, a documentary called Sergio in 2009, yeah. which is about this guy, and it's about his death and the people trying to save him. So going in, I thought, okay, this is a guy from a documentary background. He's going to be used to taking this research and telling a deep, complicated story with it. And I, I feel like he didn't really bring that game to uh, his first attempt at a drama, necessarily. Mm -hmm. All right. Those are all fair. And I, I agree with most of what you guys have said um, in spirit. I think I, I give it a very high rating that I'm not sure if I still agree with. I initially <laughs> gave it a four out of five. And um, I think that's just because when I watched it, I was I was really struck by it. I was um, I tend to measure how much I criticize films ultimately by how much they make me think and how much they make me feel and uh this film didn't really make me think in a way that was constructive and necessarily but it definitely made me feel a lot mm -hmm. it, I, it 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 was frustrating because you you get uh, a very strong sense of sergio's empathy but in a lot of ways his his indecision and his um he places too much faith and and forces that are evil and um he and i mean we learn uh about two-thirds of the way through the film that uh his decision to to basically ask the u.s military to leave the united nations presence is the reason that he dies and that uh, many others die in this terrible attack mm -hmm. and there's and to me, it's it's really a tragic story that this guy who who spends his life, basically, trying to free these nations and uh fight for for ceasefires and for eventual peace, and in many cases, 
is is doing as much as he can but is ultimately his optimism is often what stops him from achieving that peace mm-hmm. to me that was that's like a, a brutally depressing truth uh, to learn in, in a film like this so despite its flaws that emotional core hit me harder but I, I agree with all your comments it was a little confused about what it wanted to be and um yeah i don't know i i thought it was a little odd that the same director would uh make a documentary and then make a historical drama about it and maybe that's how the lines got crossed because mm-hmm. he was carrying over some of his older ideas or something yeah. i don't know but um yeah on on the topic of historical accuracy i wanted to ask mitchell to give us um oh, oh just a short um essence about the importance of historical accuracy in works like this in historical dramas in general and how that impacts i guess mitchell your specific uh, critical analysis of a work mm-hmm. yeah um i did research this a little bit um and i had to refresh myself on the iraq war a little bit too um the in terms of like the actual biographical aspects of sergio they did a very very good job being accurate with what sergio actually did um and the events that happened around him and um his relationships and things like that all that was very accurately portrayed as far as i can tell Mm -hmm. um with some very minor exceptions um but as far as i can tell i think i think the issue with this is that it's kind of difficult. Well, first of all, it's very difficult to portray a politically polarizing event in general. Um, And I don't think this movie at all was trying to push any sort of political agenda or anything like that. I just want to be very clear about that. Um, And I I enjoyed those aspects of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think in its shallowness, I think it kind of lacked a lot of the depth in the actual historical accuracy of things. And the worst thing that I think it did, and this is solely my opinion, is that I feel like it propped up the UN just a little bit too much. I feel as though the UN was kind of used as like a, another player, like they had as much influence as the coalition forces and things like that. Mm-hmm. And despite the actual events that happen after uh, um, in, uh, Iraqi freedom, things like that, um, and how the US actually affected Iraq and things like that, that's a different thing. But if we're talking about like everything up to the uh, to the coalition forces uh, toppling the government, Hussein's government, things like that, um, the coalition forces were very much responsible for that. They were very they had much of the power. The U.S. had uh, the most influence in actually taking over Iraq um, and implementing democratic policies and things like that. So in terms of actually having Sergio being a player, um and in those geopolitical things, I mean, as a person and as a UN representative for Iraq, I think that's perfectly fair. But I think put it propping him up against the entire historical, you know, events and just keeping him as like, like this messiah or something like that. Like he's the peace. He's the one arbiter of peace in this big tragic time of war and things like that. I don't think that's the best uh, portrayal they could have done of him in that sense. I feel like that's mm-hmm. kind of a very difficult uh it's very difficult terrain to uh, cross when you're trying to make a movie like this. So I don't think they were necessarily yeah. like, I don't think they were unfair or they were too, you know, like propping up the UN too much or something like that. I don't, I don't necessarily think that they were trying to do that. Um, but I think it's just, it's really difficult to take a UN representative in this circumstance and make him extremely important. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, 
after after I watched the movie, I watched the trailer for the movie, which, by the way, I think is a terrible trailer. It like it's it's totally feels like an action movie almost. And it's oh. got it somehow gives away everything and, and manages not to capture any of the tension. But anyway, huh. the, the big like moment that they emphasize the most towards the end of this trailer is when he's talking to the to the character Gil, who's meant to be a composite of Sergio's oh. multiple colleagues. Yeah. And and Gil's like says something along the lines of, oh, the most powerful official in the history of the United Nations. And then Sergio's like, now what do we do with all that power? But really, they they don't have that much power at all yeah. in, in the grand scheme of things. And um, regardless of, of Sergio's um, uh, impassioned comments otherwise, they are kind of at the mercy of the United States, especially given the conclusion where they are attacked and suffer casualties and injured because they were not under the united states protection so and i should mention that the the another mistake i think the movie makes and it makes it very very blatant is that they're Mm. trying to compare east timor with iraq and Mm. the way his he's basically using the exact same approach in east timor as he is in iraq and that's just that's completely wrong like it literally takes five minutes to figure out that the situations were completely different Mm -hmm. but um you can say the un and was very beneficial i mean he was i I, sergio in act in in east timor he actually helped them gain their independence he was like the leader in that area Mm -hmm. for a few years so you mean that that's definitely something you know to, to give credit to but um, right. just instantly applying that logic, saying that war is not that complicated and things like that in a very heated pl- geopolitical environment is very difficult to portray unless you're being as shallow as they were in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a thematic shortcut, I think, to really make those two similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, I kind of have a, a Zach specific question now. Um, okay. In, in your review, you you had some gripes about uh towing the line between documentary and historical drama and i just wanted to ask you more uh, about what the difference between those two uh necessarily means for you and, and how do you tow the line between those two and how does that uh constitute your critical opinion of either yeah absolutely um so it's my opinion that if you're doing a documentary the the general idea is almost to present something as if it were as if it were the news. And I'm not necessarily talking about uh, our United States impression of the news where everything <laughs> is in some way influenced by a political party view. I'm talking about just flat statements of the facts. Here's what happened. Here's right. how events developed. And you don't necessarily have a narrative or you don't necessarily have a story as much as you have the facts and what happened. And maybe you're presenting that because you think it'll be interesting but you're not putting like a, a spin on it. You don't really have mm-hmm. a main character. You don't have a, a hero's journey or a, a romance or anything like that. You've just got the facts. Whereas with a historical drama, uh, typically you're going to be bending things a little so you can have a narrative, so you can have specific observable character development, uh, so you can have potentially a romance like this film does. And I do think that lends uh, some shortcomings to this film. Mm. Uh, another thing I mentioned in in my uh, in my review was that uh, Sergio was undoubtedly a good person, but he wasn't Jesus. Um, and I think <laughs> this movie comes a little too close to, as as Mitchell put it, portraying Sergio as this like messianic almost figure. 
uh, because they're trying to make him this narrative main character. They're trying to make a movie about him rather than about the facts. Um, th this to me feels like Greg Barker made that 2009 documentary and he was really inspired by the events and wanted to make a drama mm -hmm. out of them. Um, yeah. But I feel like maybe he was a little too inspired by the person and didn't necessarily, he thought of him maybe as more of a hero than as a human being, uh, which I think is where maybe a lot of biopics and dramas like this kind of run into trouble and start to maybe make things a little shallower than they actually were. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for that. Both of you. Uh, I thought it might be interesting to, to uh, peel some layers off of your, uh critical specialties to some extent <laughs> um <laughs> uh, moving on i wanted to ask a more generic question about the acting in general um our two stars wagner mora and anna deramas are i would argue the heart of the film and um really um the strongest positive for me was was their acting probably but um, i wanted to ask your opinions about both of them mm -hmm. um well i was pretty impressed by the acting in this film I don't necessarily think the characters that were written for them, because although they're based on real people in this movie, they are characters. I don't necessarily think the characters are all that well-developed. I recognized mm -hmm. during my second viewing that I can't say a single thing about what Ana de Armas's character wants other than to be with Sergio. And I think that's kind of a problem um, yeah. because I'm sure that woman had her own goals and her own things she wanted to achieve other than to be romantically involved with our main character. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought the acting of those roles was pretty impressive. I, did, I, I found myself thinking throughout, okay, that's Sergio, rather than, okay, that's an actor playing Sergio. Uh, but I was also, outside of the leads, really struck by what I'm guessing was stunt casting um, for the places they went to. Uh, a scene that really occurred to me as being really fantastically acted was there's a scene where they're in East Timor um, and they're in kind of like a, a startup business and there's a woman weaving and, and they talk to her for a while. Oh, and yeah. I, that woman to me gave the impression of like, this is just somebody we found in the country when we got there and we kind of asked, hey, do you want to be involved in the film? Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought she was really great. I mean, she's not speaking, yeah. she's not speaking English. She's not speaking a language I understand. So there's perhaps a chance that maybe the aspect of performance isn't being completely translated there for me. But I found that to be a, a pretty affecting scene, largely because of oh, yeah. sort of how subtle she is and, and how uh, how non-actory she is in kind of delivering mm -hmm. that that simple little speech about kind of what she wants and, and how, how she'd like things to, she'd like to go home. Um, I, mm -hmm. I, th I found that a really effective moment from somebody that I'm going to presume was a, was a non-actor. Yeah, you're right, actually. Um, I, I read on imdb trivia actually that um <laughs> that they did find someone local to do that bit and that um wagner mora and, and the, pretty much everyone on set and like burst into tears after they finished that scene oh wow and I, for me that was probably the probably the best um emotional heart of the film especially when you get to the flashback sequence where sergio uh tells an, another version of that same desire mm -hmm. and to me that that emotional connection was very powerful but yeah 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 no i i agreed that i mean even the uh yeah no the, i think the main casting was all right um what what, what was her name again carolina i almost forgot yes, yes. yeah <laughs> yeah carolina was uh 
she was okay. Like you guys had said, um, I felt as though she should have been more independent. Um, uh-huh. She didn't really, she, she really didn't have any other role besides to be the romantic interest of Sergio and vice versa. So, um, mm-hmm. but, but Sergio himself was, I could definitely tell he was very, he was meant to be very charismatic and controlling um, and being mm-hmm. an authoritative, authoritative figure. Um, mm-hmm. And he hits those home very, very well, very easily. Um, so he fell into that role very well, I think. Um, but yeah, but like Zach had said, there's very little you can actually like remember what uh, Caroline was actually trying to do and what <laughs> and yeah. her goals. But I know it was a movie about Sergio. But I mean, if if he's interested in her, we kind of have to know why he's so interested in her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Maybe we don't. Maybe maybe that's how it historically played out. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll just leave that to the wolves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, the supporting characters are very good. Um, uh, all the American, all the Americans that are portrayed are very accurately portrayed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say um, every, anybody basic. I'm not going to be political, but anybody who's representing the Bush administration is supposed to remind me of Bush. I would say. <laughs> so, like, it yeah, was uh, historical drama. Oh, I agree you're the that. UN. Uh, uh, you don't matter. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna kill him. We're gonna kill him. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But I really like that. Um, and yeah. the different, just the different nationalities. Uh, the Indonesian scene was very cool. Um, the Indonesian mm-hmm. president really looked like the Indonesian president. Oh, Me speaking yeah. from the U.S., I don't know how the actual Indonesian president was, but um, but yeah, no, that was really good. Very dramatic. Um, and I think I think the select, like Christian had said, I think like in terms of like the select scenes. I think the casting was probably the best part. And also the set pieces, too. I mean, the, you definitely I mean they went all out with actually making you feel like you're in these very foreign areas and they're very unique, um, you know, especially for somebody, somebody uh, coming from somebody who lives on the East Coast in the U.S. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, who's never been outside of the U.S., sadly. But uh, but yeah, no, I think it was cool. And the waves and the sand and all those, you know, emphasizing the sound um, of those things and like the clock ticking in the background while they're having romantic yeah. sequences, um, <laughs> the breeziness, the rain. So there was very much attention to detail to the set pieces as well. And mm-hmm. that, you know, them having if you have good acting, and you have good set pieces. There's really a lot of material that you can get away with before you're disinterested as a viewer. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, in contrast to the scene Zach highlighted, that was kind of the the best part of the movie for me. I think where what really lost me, I think I literally rolled my eyes when this happened. But it's when um, it's like pouring rain, and, and Sergio gets the note that um, East Timor wants the Indonesian president to apologize, and he's like, "They're not. This is this is never going to happen. They're never going to do it." And then he walks out into the rain and then Carolina walks out into the rain and they like make out for a minute. Like yeah. that, they, it, it completely lost me at that point. It's was such that a, real rain. It's such a Nicholas Sparks moment. It takes you totally yeah. out of it. Yeah, it, it was. And it was frustrating because it felt like there was some some genuine thing going on here between these two characters and these two actors that that was being portrayed well. And then it's just like, oh, they, they kiss. <laughs> and it's like, oh, and especially after you get that moment from Carolina where she's like, I stay away from wayward married men or whatever, mm-hmm. and then and then like, not much long, not not long after, it's like that that comment is completely thrown away. Yeah. I don't know. And Sergio's so. doing great things, and then he's in the rubble again, and you're like, oh man, he's about to die. He's about to die. Yeah. Now they're gonna have sex. Yay! <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's and oh, it's he's gonna die of, again. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's 
It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the the overall basic idea of how they structured this movie of it's going to be about the bombing, but we're going to have flashbacks to him earlier in his career. I think that's a fine structure. Right. But I think the specific places that they chose to put the flashbacks are really jarring. And the things they chose to put in the flashbacks occasionally feel mm. like extremely jarring. Like you mentioned, Mitchell, the the flashback they have to what is essentially just the sex scene. Um, yes. and, and it feels so jarring. Um, I, mm. I, so I like the idea of the structure, but I think in execution, it didn't quite work. Yeah. Another thing that was, I thought the one that stuck out most to me was probably the flashback to his children mm-hmm. and where he, where he accidentally serves his son shrimp and his son is allergic to shrimp and he doesn't remember or know this. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, which which I guess was supposed to be really dramatic, but to me it was kind of funny at first. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's terrible. Oh, no. but I actually I quite liked that scene because oh, okay. it, it gave me... I mean, I, I agree, it felt weird just on its own, but if we'd had more scenes like that that emphasized Sergio's humanity and his making mistakes and his not great relationship with his sons, mm-hmm. I would have liked that because he would have felt like more of a human being than just a hero like I, I liked that scene for what it was trying to do but i feel like we needed more scenes like that so it didn't yeah. feel just so awkward just on its own and his yeah. wife yeah yeah well, where was his wife, wife? <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they they explained that he's married but they never explain the situation with his wife we never see her side of it it's it yeah especially yeah since they are going to pursue this romance angle with with carolina i feel like we need some more background on that situation <laughs> yeah I think that moral bit and then also the the big decision to to ask the military to leave is like are like the only two bits where Sergio isn't perfe- portrayed as like a perfect person. Oh, and I should and, clarify that scene. I, I did oh. research it again, Christian, oh. and I told you that yeah. um, he actually didn't do that. But it was actually him and like the rest of the UN that decided not to have the, the rest oh. of like the council that was there to mm. not have the military be there specifically a big there's like a big truck like the main the main military presence like this big truck in the front he was like yeah get that out of here boy Hmm. listen to me i'm the un (laughs) i don't know if that's better or worse yeah i I agree i'm not sure whether that is better or worse because for (laughs) me i i i like the idea that they're portraying that as like a flaw and a mistake he made but at the same time there's a later scene where he has like this speech in in the conference room where he's telling them all, yeah, we're going to take risks, but we've got to do it to show that we're in the right. And it, it feels like, yeah. yes, he made a mistake. after he's in the rubble. Yes. yes, he made a mistake, but he made a mistake because he was this heroic, Peace. like, yeah. angelic person. And I, I, and I felt like, I mean, if, if he wasn't the one who made that sole decision, it, it totally makes that a much more complicated and odd decision to portray it that way in the movie but yeah another thing is uh, just just the general idea that that um i mean obviously sergio isn't personally at fault for the for the un coming under attack but he is mm-hmm. at fault for them being vulnerable at least in the way that the film portrays it mm-hmm. but they don't really it, it the viewer has to be able-minded enough to come to that conclusion themselves which i don't think is is fair or and i don't think that the film should should make it a priority to absolve sergio but uh, mm-hmm. anyway um 
another point I wanted to address real quick is the directing just generally, because I know uh, our director has done pretty much documentaries. And that, from what I understand, this was his first non-documentary type film. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, I think it premiered at Sundance and was picked up by Netflix. So, I, I mean, that's fairly successful for yeah. like a first non-documentary film i guess so Mm -hmm. did the directing stick out to either of you was it good bad or satisfactory go ahead zach (laughs) (laughs) to me me, the direction felt competent uh there there wasn't anything in it that stood out as eh, fantastic at all to me I, i think there were a few interesting sequences uh throughout we keep seeing these sort of I guess you'd call them hallucinations that that Sergio is having of like his ideal trip he's gonna take with Carolina to to, to Rio um, after they're do- after they were done in in Iraq um, and he's like hallucinating that his boys are gonna be there but they're gonna be kids again and I thought some of the way they presented those scenes was was interesting and artful in a way the rest of the movie and a lot of the times documentaries aren't uh, like we've got really tight close shots of him, like rubbing the sand across his face. And we've got shots of, of him in the water and the cameras bobbing up and down beneath the surface of the water. And I think those mm-hmm. moments looked nice and showed uh, some kind of a, a vision for this beyond just put it in the frame. But I, I think a <laughs> lot of it does kind of have that. Okay. Point. We're done. Time for the next shot. It, I mean, and I don't think any yeah. of it looks bad. But I'd call the direction maybe uh, workmanlike more more than uh, artistic. Fair enough. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the director is is very much like his own visionary. It seemed like he was taking risks to you know fulfill his own vision of how he wanted Sergio to be portrayed, mm-hmm. um, and how how that actually turned out is up to interpretation. <laughs> But um, like Zach had mentioned, the cinematography, very, very well done. I, I do like those sequences and uh, they do sometimes feel out of place. I do feel like he kind of went off in his own direction a little bit too much um, in a lot of ways. But um, it, it was it was, you know, it was fine. I, I didn't really mind it too much. I don't think there's anything super critical. Like I really didn't like mm-hmm. this one thing um, or I really did super like this thing. Um, he, I mean, I, I think it, I think it was pretty good. I, I don't think anything super original necessarily stood out, but I don't, also don't think it was, um, I don't think it was necessarily like just god awful, <laughs> over dramatic oh, yeah. crap, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely not that. All right, yeah, I, I pretty much agree. I, I thought the water shots were really great, and I mean, I don't know much, technically speaking, about directing, but I, I thought he captured. Uh, the heart of what he wanted to capture so mm-hmm. in, in my book that's good directing um it seemed it seemed like it was reasonably well edited and the cinematography was good so i didn't really have a problem with it um i have one quick question um for logistical reasons they couldn't shoot in east timor so instead they shot those scenes in thailand and oh. brought i guess a couple dozen east timorese out with uh costumes and whatnot mm-hmm. but um did, did the locations stick out to either of you as, as more or less realistic or were they just kind of a non-factor? Uh, well, I'm going to I'm gonna admit I, I have no idea where East Moore is. <laughs> so, um, and, and that's my bad. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the ignorant, privileged white viewer. Oh, I, no. I don't know where East Moore is necessarily. We forgive you, Zach. I don't think I could point to Indonesia on a map. Um, so... Oh. <laughs> yep 
So, you know, full disclosure, the locations did not distract me. I, I don't think, I mean, if they had tried to show off, like, uh, here's some well-known Indonesian and East Timorese landmarks, m- maybe they would have st- stood out as being kind of awkward against all the, the footage, which I guess was shot in Thailand. But it never, mm-hmm. never occurred to me throughout the movie. I don't think we're in East Timor. Like, I, <laughs> I, I never thought that throughout. Especially since a lot of the footage there is shot kind of in a in forested areas or on back roads, places that aren't necessarily all that distinctive from country to country. So it, it didn't, it mm-hmm. didn't stick out as a problem or anything all that noticeable to me. Yeah. As far as in film goes, pretty much you can do a lot with Southeast Asia and pretty much call it any country and the average <laughs> audience member will absolutely notice it. Uh, I think, I mm-hmm. think it's, it's called Timor Leste as um, uh, Sergio. I think it was on one of the folders that they had the UN folders that mentioned that I thought that was kind of cool. Um, that was, uh, I think it's in like, it's like North of Australia. It's like right next to Papua New Guinea oh. and hmm. Indone- Indo- yeah. Indonesia. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything else beyond it, but yeah, no, that looked good. Um, Hey, rainy tropical forest. Uh, I'll take that <laughs> ruins the port, uh, the Portuguese ruins and stuff that he's talking about. Um, hmm. that was cool. And yeah, Iraq, I mean, you know, where, where did they film Iraq? Did they actually film it in Iraq? I'm not sure. I, d- I didn't look that far. But I will say that it, it felt... I was originally going to complain because it felt like there was nothing there, but then I realized that that's probably a realistic <laughs> it, it portrayal. It would have been pretty bombed out, yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. as far as they, I've seen from footage, actual footage of Baghdad and pictures and stuff like that, it, it, it looked enough like Baghdad for it to be believable, and other yeah. films have followed suit. So they might no have shot it in, in like Jordan or Morocco, but I thought there were there were some nice details if they didn't film it in Iraq to make it look like Iraq. There's a there's a point where mm-hmm. you see some like a mural uh, on the wall of Saddam Hussein, um, little details like that to make it make it more convincing as Iraq if it wasn't actually shot there. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think that's all I have oh. uh, for in the way of uh, our uh, structured discussion right. but um now i think it is time for the rundown <gasps> yeah. um i am currently typing out two more that i just thought of like moments ago oh, and then okay. i'm going to send it to mitchell and then we are going to do it okay uh, i'm on the edge typing. of my seat me and zach's giddy on already okay. all right <laughs> but so we in the game coach now <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry for that delay um so once more, an overview of this segment, 60 seconds. We say things to Zach. He responds with a rating out of five. All right, Mitchell, are you ready? I'm ready, Spaghetti. Am I going first? Okay. You are. Heck yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Wearing combat boots with a suit because America. Uh, three out of five. The United Nations. Three out of five. Dismemberment in order to survive. Two out of five? The cinematography. Three out of five. Asking U.S. military protection to leave the U.N. presence in Baghdad. Uh, Two out of five. Anna Dermas as Carolina Lariera. Three out of five. Asking the Indonesian president to apologize. Three out of five. War criminals, my friends, the autobiography. Uh, Three out of five. Archival footage. Three out of five. The sound of a Kalashnikov in the morning. Yeah, three out of five. Steering clear of wayward married men. <laughs> three out of five. <laughs> Not steering clear of wayward married men. Nope, oh, two out of five. Convenient language <laughs> fluency. 
Three out of five. Wagner Mora as Sergio Vieira de Mello. Uh, four out of five. Heartstrings. Three out of five. Repurposing Saddam Hussein's torture chambers. Two out of five. Leaving ah, the cab driver. Oh. oh. We never get to know oh. what, what about the cab driver. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> That's Damn. the nature of the rundown. Yeah. All right. Um, Zach, would you like to preview our next episode for our listeners? Oh, absolutely. Um, so I had to do a little bit of rearranging to, to find a new film to plan for next week because my original idea uh, proved to be unavailable. But we are going to be watching and talking about I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore next week, or next episode, rather, uh, which is a <laughs> revenge comedy from 2017 mm -hmm. uh, starring Elijah Wood. Uh, and ooh, ooh. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's, it's a very quirky kind of offbeat comedy um and some people probably wouldn't find it all that funny but i think it's definitely going to be interesting to talk about all right great thanks uh both of you for providing your uh thoughtful insights and for mm -hmm. making this a good discussion even though this wasn't necessarily your cup of tea yeah. uh that's all ginseng. for us ginseng is good uh, green <laughs> i don't know uh, yeah i'm a coffee guy uh, you heard All it here right. first. <laughs> yes, Mitchell is a coffee guy. Um, this has been Cookie Pocket, an attempt at a podcast, episode 10. Um, goodbye. Stay safe. Uh, yeah. Yeah.